Welcome to the Metron Manager Podcast. Thank you for joining us as we work to recover the dignity and mission of vocation. Learn more at metronmanager.com. Okay, welcome to the Metron Manager Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Nowlin. Hey, I'm sure you are all aware of the nightmare that continues to unfold in Ukraine. You know, this is a particularly hard thing on me emotionally, and many, obviously. But as so many of my best and hardest early years of ministry and mission work were spent in that region, you know, I experienced such an amazing people, an amazing country, an amazing emergence from behind the Iron Curtain, Uh, freedom that came in, uh, powerful moves of God, the expansion of the gospel. It was incredible. You know, what I'm seeing here is there is truly evil that is at work in the world. And we're seeing that on full display right now. We need to keep our political leaders in prayer, including our president. You know, Biden's decisions will have massive repercussions, even in the U.S. and around the world. You know, there are so many believers in Ukraine. I don't know if you know that. And I was privileged to have helped see thousands of souls come to Jesus in those early days. And you can see the amazing fruit of freedom in their society that came out of that era of revival that was rooted in spiritual liberation that they experienced. Their souls got free on some incredible levels. Let's pray, seriously pray, seriously intercede that they will thrive and evil of any sort will be restrained stopped and humbled. You know, as I prayed about this situation in Ukraine, I was reminded by the Lord about the similar circumstances that the Allies faced in World War II. If you haven't read the book titled Reese Howell's Intercessor by Norman Grubb, you will be incredibly challenged and strengthened in your faith. I encourage you to read that no matter what phase we're in globally. Reese Howell was a key figure in the Welsh revival of the early 20th century, and he went on to lead a profoundly effective prayer and intercession movement throughout World War II. I wanted to share an account from his book of how God moved through Reese and his group, his prayer group, that dramatically affected the outcome of key battles in World War II. There's a lot of stories and a lot of accounts in that book of specifics that happened in response to prayer, but I want to highlight this one because if there is a day to pray, it's today. This account is just one, one instance, but I think it will encourage you that God can and will work through prayer and intercession through his people. You know, God wants to address the course of human events, but he wants to do that through his people and through prayer. We need God to move powerfully in Ukraine, and if he did it before, he can do it again. Here's the account from Reese Howell's Intercessor, page 294. In the battle for Italy, the danger spot was Salerno, where Allied troops landed in September 1943 to capture some strategic heights and open the way for the invading forces from the south to reach Rome. The day of the landing at Salerno and its sequel will always be outstanding in my memory, says Dr. Simmons. We had the first evening prayer meeting as usual in the conference hall. 
and gathered again at 9.45 p.m. for the late meeting in Derwin Farr. It had solemn tones from the outset, the director's voice trembling with the burden of his message, scarcely audible as he said, the Lord has burdened me between the meetings with this invasion at Salerno. I believe our men are in great difficulties, and the Lord has told me that unless we can pray through, they are in danger of losing their hold. The awe of the Lord settled down upon us, for this came as a complete surprise. There had been no official news to this effect on the wireless, and we ourselves had previously had some rejoicing that Italy was at last on the point of being delivered from the fascist and Nazi tyranny. Before long, we were on our knees crying to God for him to intervene. The spirit took hold of us and suddenly broke right through in the prayers. We found ourselves praising and rejoicing, believing that God had heard and answered. We could not go on praying any longer, so we rose from our knees and began to sing praises. The spirit witnessing in all of our hearts that God had wrought some miraculous intervention in Italy. The victory was so outstanding that I looked at the clock as we rose to sing. It was on the stroke of 11 p.m. We waited to hear the midnight news. The announcer gravely told us, in effect, exactly what the director had told us from the Lord, that unless some miracle happened, our troops were in grave danger of losing the beachhead before the morning. This only served to confirm to us the guidance of the Spirit, and we felt more confident than ever that the victory was certain. The news the next morning was more hopeful, but we eagerly awaited newspaper reports from the front. We were not disappointed. On Thursday morning, one of our daily newspapers displayed a front page headline in large print, quote, The Miracle of Salerno. The account of the reporter personally at the front ran somewhat as follows. I was with our advanced troops in the invasion of Salerno on Monday. The enemy artillery was advancing rapidly with ceaseless firing. The noise was terrible, and it was obvious that unless a miracle happened, our troops could never hold up and, the advan and advance long enough for the beachhead to be established. Suddenly, for no accountable reason, the firing ceased, and the Nazi artillery stopped its advance. A deathly stillness settled on the scene. We waited in breathless anticipation, but nothing happened. I looked at my watch. It was 11 o'clock at night. Still we waited, but still nothing happened, and nothing happened all night. But those hours made all the difference to the invasion. By morning, the beachhead was established. You know, when I read that book, and I've read it years and years ago, uh, early on as I was discipled, it shaped my approach to prayer for the rest of my life. But I never thought we would need to pray into a similar situation, into a similar context for people under the same type of pressure. You know, as Reese Howell and his team, they were under pressure and they prayed and they interceded and it made a difference on the 11 o'clock hour. The human condition is truly fragile and desperately in need of protection, restoration and renovation you know, what Christ offers to all that believe. Christ's love covers his kingdom. He covers the people in his creation. We need to do our part and lean in on this prayer and intercession need like never before. If God did it before, he can do it again. Thank you for listening to the Metron Manager Podcast. 
presented by Jonathan Nowlin and the Metron Manager Project. Remember, God has given you permission and a commission to work. Learn more at metronmanager.com.